With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I left the city, I've been proud. Treading water that they drown. I head on a swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. Hello and welcome to episode 120 of the Smash Accept podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Dad FF. You know, the fantasy playoffs are over and immediately Smash Accept is like, let's start talking rookies. Let's start talking startups. Let's talk, start talking trades, you know. And I keep seeing all these leagues. We're like, hey, we shut down for, for a month here. We stopped talking trades. We stopped doing this. Guys, this is where we really start to really separate the men from the boys, start to really look in and hone in on some of these rookies like we're going to do tonight. Nobody better at doing that than smashing it up with my boy, John, Rookie Fever John. How you doing? Rookie Fever John coming at you. Turn me up in your headphones. Cruising down the highway. Turn it up. Let's I got no tonight. snare in mind, but we're good. <laughs> no, this is going to be great. This is that point in the off season where I really start getting excited, getting a little amped up. And, you know, I've been reviewing these rookies more than ever, really all season long. And I've now finally had the chance to start grinding a little bit of film on these guys, which I really enjoy. And I got a lot of takes here. I'm ready to throw down tonight. Let's just do this. Yeah, I mean, the the nice thing is, is seeing all the the tweets that you've been putting out there about about the mm-hmm. rankings. I've been hitting, you know, I'm going to have my fifth thread up this week uh, yeah, tomorrow with, with JSN, you know, and the, the mm-hmm. other guys in Smash Except are doing that. And it's really just just building on top of things. And tonight what we really want to do is, you know, I've been putting a lot of things out there, this this class versus last class, et cetera, et cetera. But tonight we're just going to hone in on that 2023 class. We're going to kind of do a little bit of a mock draft with what that first round looks like right now. And the the thing I have to preface with that is, and you and I have already started this, you know, like we started doing it in December. I've already made some adjustments. I made some more adjustments this week. What we need to think about, guys, is we're going to make these adjustments regularly. You know, we're fine-tuning things. Right now, we're starting with a broad scope. And by the time Mm -hmm. we get you to late April, you know, always right around my birthday, it's going to be Mm -hmm. at May 1st draft. I'm going to be going down to you, you know, going down to Texas so we can chill with all those rookie picks. (laughs) Uh, But for me, it's like we start – forming in and honing in on what that draft pick is going to look like. But the earlier you get on board with where you can move in these tiers and what these players look like, the more you can navigate and really establish some, some value here, John. That is, that is the key, right? You want to really build that base right now. And you want to get like a first pass at kind of how you're feeling about the class, your tiers and maybe some rankings based on talent before we've ever seen any landing spots before we've seen the draft capital this is really important and you can really assess the value of your rookie picks much better this way. And it really helps you not overreact when the actual NFL draft occurs, right? Cause you've already done your homework. You kind of already done some of the analysis, the looking at the production, looking at the film and kind of nailed where, where you feel comfortable based on the talent. And again, what we're looking at too is also market value. We have our finger on the pulse of, what are the consensus rankings look like? Where do we stand on that? We're going to be bringing all these analysts on there. But to your point, it, this is all part of the process. you got to stay fluid, take on as many inputs as you can to really nail this. And I assure you, by the time April rolls around, we're going to crush these rookie drafts. Yeah, and I mean, the biggest thing for me right now is I'm putting out tweets and I'm saying, comparing last year to this year, and people are saying, man, you know, Jahan Dotson should be worth a 105 in this class, and and George mm-hmm. Pickens, and I'm like, guys, just wait till you see what this is. I mean, honestly, yeah. John and I and Mung and, and Nerd Boy and everybody's really been hyping this up for you guys if you've been listening to Smash Except. If you guys are new to it, enjoy, because we're going to really dish in on this 23 class and let you know what you're looking at, you know, and I mean, everyone knows what the 101 is. I mean, the 101, it's going in, in that 110 to 112 startup range. It's Bijan Robinson. And 
for you guys that don't know, I mean, we've been talking about him forever, but I was looking at some stats today, and the the greatest college football running back I've ever seen, in my aside from Barry Sanders, which is farther back, Adrian Peterson is the last absolute stud. And if you look at the two in their three years, Adrian Peterson, 4,239 yards. Bijan, 4,215. 42 to 41 touchdowns right there in that same way. Both of them, 31 games. But Bijan did that same exact thing in 173 less touches. I mean, we are looking at a guy that has the makings of a three-down back that we have not seen. He's Saquon Barkley-esque. He's Christian McCaffrey, all that rolled into one. And I know a lot of people are out there saying, you know, Dad, you can't, you can't make him your dynasty RB1. He is. Sorry. Like, he is the RB1 in dynasty overall. Given the RB landscape, that's just where it's at. I mean, you got to look at forced 112 tackles this past year at Texas. No one else has done that for the last even, 10 years. Yeah, no one else even hit 100. 10 years. Exactly. I mean, and that's in the last 10 years, no one has forced 100. He just hit 112. I mean, this guy truly is special. Great burst, very good vision. The strength is there, the pass catching ability. I mean, John, I, when, when Saquon came out, they're like, is there weakness to his game? And this is very similar to that. I mean, B. John Robinson, we're going to start having to really, you know, start picking at his game to try to find some weaknesses because this guy looks fantastic. You are now watching the throne. Don't let me get in my zone. I'm definitely that, in my zone. We drop lots Bijan. of Jay-Z's. When, when it comes we to do. Sunday night recordings, we drop that Jay-Z, you know? <laughs> it's coming. I'm coming in hot. Bijan has a damn near perfect profile. And I, some of you have already, like, fast-forwarded to, to where we get to the next prospect because you're so convinced already. But for those that are new, I know it's Superflex. I know you still got to take Bijan. To the point, Dad. If you're sitting with 101 and you're already stacked at running back, you want to go QB, trade down. The yeah. value of the 101, it's in its own tier. Bijan deserves to be there. He has a perfect running back profile coming out. And uh, again, and I'm you've Texas never said grad. that. I, I mean, love this kid. I know. Perfect I, running back profile. And it really is that. Yeah, and he's got it all. The the dilemma becomes, John, is we talk about it. You don't you want to be top three, you want to be bottom three. And in order to get to be bottom three, we have been preaching, especially in the rebuild process, especially in the year one punt process mm-hmm. that we've talked about, to build around quarterbacks and wide receivers and then fill in with these kind of guys. So if you've done that, you're in a great spot. If you're new to Smash Accept and you didn't do that, I mean, yeah. I feel like 50 to 75% of the teams out there, I don't want to say you don't deserve Bijan, but your team's <laughs> not ready to have Bijan Robinson, right? Your team is mm-hmm. not ready for that. You are going to waste year one in what is going to be an RB1 running back from day yeah, one you know and i, I think, think so. if you are in we talk about smash accept is a two-year rebuild if you're in year one of that and you just started then you can trade i have seen this john i've seen yeah. Bijan go for the 102 and the 104. if you get bryce young and ja- mm-hmm. jackson smith and jigba you're moving in the right direction right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. do not sell it i saw someone the other day trade the 107 and the 110 and he goes oh. what do you think of this dad and i I, oh, my, oh, I, I just, oh, I cringed. You just gave up the golden ticket. I mean, Willy yeah. Wonka just handed you this thing and you just yeah. said, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to trade it away for a couple of Snicker bars. No, don't do it, man. Like <laughs> Bijan Robinson is your golden ticket. You earn that 101. Do not trade it until you are on the clock or you That's get it. something juicy. And if you get something juicy, I'm looking at, at minimum 102. I want two guys in that top six. Between 102 and 106, I want two guys in that range or what has to be okay. something in that range and a guaranteed, there are very yeah. few of those, a guaranteed top three 2024 pick. Because, John, if you're doing a punt now, I put a mm-hmm. poll out there today, that 2024 yeah. 101 right now, 43% of you guys on Twitter, over 1,000 votes, said that you would prefer next year's 101 mm-hmm. over B. John Robinson. So just something to keep in mind there. There is yeah. going to be some serious value next year as well. There really will, and it's going to be Caleb Williams. And the hype that we're seeing now on Caleb Williams, it's very funny because this is the same type of hype we were seeing for Bijan last year. And people were saying the 101 for 23 is going to be worth more than 22. Well, it turns out it actually is. Could the same be true with Caleb Williams with his rushing and passing capabilities? Perhaps. But look, the reality is the 23-101 right now is the hottest ticket, that golden ticket. And, and look – you should be able to sell this thing for an absolute haul. I would actually, as much as I love this, 
I'd almost caution trying to trade for it between now. I mean, you're going to have to give up so no, much. No. It's really overpriced now at this stage. You really should have already had all the workings to get to that stage. So just be careful with this. But look, I think it is the Dynasty 101. And, you know, I hear this a lot. The guy has never played a snap of football. Okay, we don't know where teams are going to play for. Doesn't matter. The market value of this pick with Bijan right now is truly in a tier of its own. That is the reality of the market right now. So that's that's what you got to understand. And that's what we're throwing out there, educating you, you listeners out there. If you were listening six months ago, you listened when I said, when the season started, I said, sell Jonathan Taylor for something that looks like it's going to be in that range for that 101 potentially and that 23 first. I mean, and you're, you're sitting pretty if you did that at that point. I think B. John Robinson, to your point, People come to me all the time, John. They're like, I want to buy Justin Jefferson. I want to buy Josh Allen. I want to buy Jamar Chase. No, you don't, you know, because that is going to, if unless you are in this absolute beautiful yeah. situation, it is going to burn your team. And people mm -hmm. show me the, these trades they're making. It's a sales I, market. I was, yeah. I was screaming it against it last year for, for Kyle Pitts because people were giving up the equivalent of four firsts for Kyle Pitts. Yeah. And now they're in a position where they're there. I mean, if you have mm -hmm. the 101, more power to you if you can draft it and that's where i say if you yeah. want a josh allen you want a b john robinson and you don't have the 101 you don't have that do a startup you know get yourself in that position that's the only time it makes sense to make those little changes here and there because if you're trying to buy that 101 now good luck you know and, and i i think to your point it's worth going out there and kicking the tires though too sure because i've Always seen is. it go for a late 24 first in the 107, you know, like if you're that team to go in there, I would, I would at least ask, you know, I think mm -hmm. depending on how casual your league in smash one through smash seven, you're going to have to, you're going to have to just beg, borrow and steal. You know what I mean? I have them in yeah. four of those seven. Mm -hmm. so you're not getting right. them guys. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but you know, those are those situations you're going to have to come after. Yeah. It, so right on enough about Bijan. We could, we could fill an entire podcast. Easy. John has an autographed helmet at home. <laughs> you know, I just saw Daniel Jeremiah's mock has him do. I got my bills gear on, you know, RIP to their, their 22 season, but I saw them Bijan. Yes. I saw that. Can you imagine? Bills. Oh my gosh. Jeez. That might be, like, it's a little unfair to think with about that, that aging roster yeah. and the lack of a running game and then being able to, to oh have my. him and, and James. Kaboom. Woo! Woo! I'm just, woo, Daniel Jeremiah, <laughs> you got down, me excited. Man. You got me you excited right? with that mock, man. You had my Eagles getting Smith and Jigba and my bills getting Bijan. Oh wow. wow. But let's, let's move on. You know, like I, I think you guys can hear it in our voices. Like, you know, couple of 40 year old dads getting excited here but this is like this is it man smash except talking about these rookies uh the 102 for me is bryce young you know six foot 194 pounds junior out of alabama he mm -hmm. has all the tools to be a i have him as well as a top 12 dynasty quarterback already you know i have him in that same tier mm -hmm. as dak prescott and deshaun watson you look at him i mean every, this this past year 64 percent completion percentage 3,328 yards, 32 touchdowns, five INTs, and you're like, okay, that's a great year. Last year, even better. I mean, like, the weapons around him, he has been phenomenal, but you got to mix in that rushing. You know, he still has that floor, yeah. four, four rushing touchdowns in here, makes the big-time throws. John, I know you've really jumped into the quarterbacks a little bit more. I struggle at I, – I love assessing running backs and wide receivers. Quarterbacks, yeah. you know – the NFL teams don't always get it right, you know, but it's like right. Bryce Young looks like that guy that we really can't miss on, though. He looks like he's a guy who's going to go top three in the NFL draft. He has the pedigree coming from Alabama. He looked the part. I mean, what are we talking here? Yeah, and then the other question, too, is what really puts Bryce Young above C.J. Stroud, who we'll get to next, right? And I do have them in the same tier, but Absolutely. Bryce Young really has the ability to – make plays off platform more so than cj stroud who's really going to be more that traditional pocket passer bryce young's leadership skills his ability to just make plays and get results on the field is exactly what nfl teams are looking for we're going to hear about this for the next few months about his size i mean we're going to hear about it like incessantly mm -hmm. but look he's already proven himself um, you know heisman trophy again this season he, he against whatever defense you want to throw at him in college football He's consistently gotten it done, and he just he just has what it takes. I mean, I don't think that size 
matters quite as much as it used to when we talk about Kyler Murray and we talk about Drew Brees and, and all these guys. Um, you know, is he going to get knocked around in the NFL? I've watched so much film on him. I've seen him take the hits. I've seen him I've dodge a lot of those big hits. He just somehow always seems to make the big play. Very reliable guy that, that can lead a team. And what we're starting to see is a consensus being formed that he will probably be the first QB off the board in the NFL draft and a franchise quarterback. And he just seems like he has that X factor, those intangibles. You look at his production, it's pretty hard to argue at this point that he shouldn't be the QB one. I could still understand the Stroud argument, but certainly no one else outside those guys would I consider other than uh, anyone else would I consider at 102 here. No, and I think that you hit the nail on the head. We were saying C.J. Stroud, these two guys are going to be said in the same breath all offseason. Um, yeah. I also agree it's Bijan, Tier 1. Tier 2 is just yeah. – it's Stroud and Young by themselves. And right. I think, uh, you know, C.J. Stroud, a lot bigger prospect. You know, 6'3", yeah. 220, a lot more of that size. traditional mm -hmm. build. So however yeah. you want to play about that, to me, I think until we start seeing landing spots, you know, I just saw – uh, in, the, in mm -hmm. the Daniel Jeremiah mock that I talked about. Bryce Young's going to Houston at three and Stroud's going to Carolina at nine, you know, and I think you mm -hmm. got to look at your landing spots. You got to look at your situations and see what kind of coaches. We talk a lot about that quarterback position, how important that coach is, and we got to see who's in those positions. So it really, both guys, I think, are, are borderline can't miss prospects. I have them both in that same tier as Dak, as Watson, slightly yeah. even above Tua Tagovailoa just because of you know injury history there with the concussions. I'm excited about both of these guys, and I think we're going to go back and forth. Some analysts are going to have it one way or another. You and I both agree it's Young over Stroud, but I think mm -hmm. if you're rebuilding, you know, if you're in that situation, if you can get a second to move from two to three, I'm okay sure. with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, yeah. there's no need to do that right now. But I think on the clock, if you can get a little bit more, Mm -hmm. And you have that guy, know your league mates, right? You have an Alabama fan in your league or you have a, a Ohio State fan. Just play around with that a little bit. See what you can yeah. do because I think both these guys, when it's all said and done, there are not many landing spots that's going to move our next tier above either of these guys And when it comes to Superflex. I mean, I just don't see it. And, and that's a key, key point, right? And that's why we do tiers, especially this early on in the process. Over the course of the offseason, I'll start to narrow down my tiers. But right now, I'm for sure moving – within those tiers if you're getting yeah. a plus or another asset to move and stay within the same tier the same kind of talent level then i'm all in favor of that and so these are the two guys that i feel comfortable with right now um so yeah both of these guys are supreme talents and i do see them as kind of qb1s maybe maybe more of the back end of the qb1 group right but with the okay. potential to move up over time right but yeah cj stroud i gotta tell you i was so impressed with him in the georgia game and you know his the knock on him has been you know he, he kind of struggles when he's when he's getting pressured when he's having to make plays off platform right but what mm -hmm. we saw him and actually broke down a couple of these plays in, in a couple of posts that i made he he really showed me he was capable of doing that his accuracy is off the charts. He can make any throw. He's all over the field now. Some people are like, well, it's the, the Ohio State system, and he's had you know, some of the best wide receivers we've seen in college football. Yes, agreed. But, man, there's there's no question at all. He has what the NFL is looking for in terms of size, in terms of arm strength, accuracy, and he does make plays, right? So this guy's going to fit into a system. I think we it, it'll be important to see what teams these two guys land on and You've heard us talk about this, and Mung has also talked about it. The coaching staff, the system will come into play, and we could potentially factor that in. But those are the two guys for sure that are locked into this tier right now. Yeah. Now, the next tier, this is where we start to formulate some things. You know, I have two guys in mm -hmm. mind. I know you have more in yours. So we're going to kind of keep this yeah. pretty fluid here, and we're going to kind of go that way. I have two guys, and I think you might agree, in that tier, there's two guys that kind of separate themselves a little bit you know it might be a mini tier in mine it is a full tier uh mm -hmm. I, I go back and forth you know i did a thread on jameer gibbs and i had him as mm -hmm. my four and then i just did the new one on smith and jigba and i just man i see so much there <laughs> yeah i mean jackson smith and jigba has had a little bit of recency bias but i think that this is becoming a smarter and smarter dynasty community and they're going back to 2021 let me rattle off some of these stats again that the production 
for JSN is wild. It's 95 insane. receptions, over 1,600 yards. You heard that right. And nine touchdowns. Stroud called him the best route runner I've ever played with in my life. Olave and Wilson, we've got these videos where they both agreed he was the best of the three of them and the most athletic. And, and listen to their stats. That same year, Garrett Wilson, 70 catches, just over 1,000 yards. Olave, 65 catches, under 1,000 yards. So nowhere near <coughs> the production in that same system. I also, by the way, looked up 2022 Marvin Harrison Jr. Same system, same coach, same QB. He had 77 receptions for 1,200 yards, 14 touchdowns. So you can't argue with the JSN production, kind of start there. But this guy, to your point, the route running capabilities that he has, he's an absolute technician. He's got the hands. He actually does have the speed. He could run high 4-4, four, four, low 4-5, four, type 40. But more than that, he, he just always gets open. Master of, of finding those weaknesses in the defense. And, and he always seems to catch the ball. So I'm kind of comfortable with putting him kind of at that 104 right now. I have moved him up. And I'm like, you yeah. know, I, I see – I keep seeing his 40 time hovering in that 4-4-8. Four, four, and the way he runs routes, the way he is able to, you know, his body control and the way he does things, mm -hmm. he reminds me a lot of Amon Ross St. Brown, even to a lighter version yeah. of Justin Jefferson. Like, this is a yeah. guy that mm -hmm. two years ago, I had Jamar Chase like this, right? And I was, like, all about it. Then we had those drops, and we started talking yeah. about things. Yeah. And I started getting less bullish. And right now, I am super bullish on Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm to a point where I'm like, you know what? If I can get the 104-plus for say Jalen Waddle or a guy like that, or even particularly mm -hmm. even better, you know, some of those aging wide receivers. If I can get that 104 plus and make an insulated trade, this guy is going to be special. I mean, I think he yeah. he's not the most athletic in the class. That's clearly mm -hmm. Quentin Johnson, but I mean, simply the yeah. best natural playing ball skills. I mean, the way he does things, the dynamic, yeah. nuanced routes, it's exciting. It, it really is. I'm, I'm pretty good now. I mean, he, he does have decent size, 6'1", 200. So, um, you know, some of the other guys in this class uh, are a little bit smaller and we're actually going to have to, we'll come back to that. Like guys like Josh Downs, guys like Jordan Addison are, are certainly smaller type wide receivers. So I think JSN is more of what you want to see in terms of size. Now, a lot of times like, well, is he really just more of a slot guy? Okay. Maybe he's a super slot in the NFL, but I mean, we were having those same conversations about Justin Jefferson. And I, I've seen this guy could run all the routes. We've seen his route tree. So I, I'm actually good with all this. There's just, we're running out of excuses to drop him any lower than this. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I could, you know, there's, there, he's right in that area. He did it on the biggest stage. I mean, we, we forget what it, what he did in that, yeah. you know, in, in all time performance, FBS record, 15 receptions, 347 yards, three touchdowns. The guy can take over a game. The fact that Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave both, came out and said he's the most talented of the three. Yeah. Blows my mind. And I, I love Garrett Wilson. I love Alave. But if you can transfer over this way, I mean, it is mm – -hmm. you guys are going to love Jackson Smith and Jigba if you like those guys. You know, you are going to be very thankful for that. And I think you can cash in on some of that recency bias of, you know, Alave yeah. has really pushed himself up into that area. And there's some, mm -hmm. some wide receivers right now, like we talked about before, they love Jahan Dotson. They love Pickens. Start packaging, okay. you know, the 202 and – and Pickens One to get a guys. 104 area like and, and take Smith and Jigba or this guy. Jameer Gibbs, right now he's mm -hmm. my RB2. 40 time is an unofficial 446, but stated recently a 432. <laughs> unofficial. It's unofficial, but he is going to absolutely just light up the combine, right? People are going to get so excited. The the knock on him is 5'11, 200 pounds. You know, like if he yeah. stays at that area. Very few guys have really excelled mm -hmm. in that area. But mm -hmm. I do think, you know, he puts on a little weight. This is a guy for today's NFL. You know, I, I know we've, we've talked a lot about yeah, not being able to – running back. You know, ex exactly. He is a guy – he's the most explosive prospect that we've seen in years. I mean, like he is – he jumps off the tape, right? He has elite pass-catching abilities and the skill to be a three-down back if he can put on that weight. But I almost look at him like a – like what Tony Pollard's done, right? Where a guy that you you mm -hmm. can see him as a great number two who's going to get 15 touches that he doesn't need 25 touches. I mean, he's a guy that lately I've been seeing in late first round 
mock drafts where I think if he goes to a Bills or it goes to the Eagles, he goes to one of those situations that's in a dynamic offense. I think that the sky is the limit. It's just that yeah. weight, right? I think every time mm-hmm. you get with people, you start talking about every sense of the word, he is an elite pass catcher. I mean, 44 receptions for 440 yards through the air. He has that ability to line up all over the field, right? It's not just catching passes out of the backfield, but you see him out there in the slot. And I mean, he has that ability to just stop and accelerate with the fluidity that just blows my mind. I mean, he, he is fun to watch. He he really, he's one of the most fun players to watch in this entire class on both sides of the ball, really. And I actually got swept up in that a little bit because the guy is just so electric. Every time he touches the ball, you just, one of those guys, you just hold your breath. This guy's just about to house it, right? And he is full stop, best receiver in this class. And I don't I don't know that it's that close. Now, um, the size is going to be the discussion here. And I think that we really do need to see at the combine, what does this guy weigh in at? And what truly does he run the 40 at? Because if he's actually trying to add weight, does that hurt his 40 time? We don't know yet. And, right. you know, we're, we're, we've kind of seen him become the pretty trendy consensus second running back off the board in these mock drafts for the NFL draft itself. Right. So, I mean, I've had him as my RB two all along. I will say I'll throw another one in there. Another guy to consider for me. Um, after I watched quite a bit of film, I have another guy to consider at RB two and that's Zach Evans. Um, I think that if, if you're, if you're looking at ADP, I mean, even the sleeper ADP has got Jameer Gibbs right now firmly at four. I'm I'm pretty comfortable with that, but I will tell you this: I did finally slot Zach Evans ahead of Jameer Gibbs, and the reason why for this is I really think that Zach Evans is more of a true three-down back, and he's got that combination of the size that Gibbs doesn't have with the speed, with the athleticism, with the vision. I think he can still catch the ball, not at the level of Gibbs, but I think he's got enough to be very dynamic three down back in the NFL. I watched, I just kept watching film and the more I watched, the more I was convinced Zach Evans is absolutely legit. And he really has been going back to high school as a five-star recruit. And this is funny because I remember as, as I was following recruiting for the colleges, he was competing with Bijan to be the number one running back in the country, that entire class. And they were back and forth, back and forth. So Zach Evans has always had that kind of elite blue chip kind of capability. And I just watched him, his decision-making, setting up defenders, his anticipation, just a great all-around running back. And I had to kind of sanity check this. So I came to the Smash Patreon and some guys like Nerd Boy came out and apparently he has Evans as his RB2. So um, what I'll tell you, and this is very important, right? Right now, Zach Evans, on in terms of ADP, is lower. He's there's, he's an unquestioned first-round rookie pick, but you might actually be able to get him lower than you will. I think you're going to have to pay up to get Gibbs, but um, I think both of these guys are very exciting running back prospects that I think you should consider in the RB2, RB3 range. <laughs> And I have them both in that same tier. So we'll see, right? Coming back to your point, let's see how this plays out. It's a process, right? But yeah. I have them both in that tier right now. I think the fun part is, and you know, we've, we, we're rattling off, and I got two wide receivers that I have above him. Okay. Um, and yep. I, even in this tier that I still have there. And I've kind of coined this the smash zone, right? 1-8 <laughs> to 1-11. Like I've been talking with Zoltan. I've been talking yeah. with Nerd Boy. I've been talking about you, and I'm like, we have a scenario here where, I mean, Anthony Richards could jump into this area. You know, you, you have yeah. a spot where Will Levis, you, they mm-hmm. have him potentially going top five to the Colts. He could yeah. jump into this area, yeah. pushing down, you know, well, like you said, pushing down Sean Tucker, Zach Evans, you know, even pushing down Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison. I mean, this 1-8 to one eleven area is going to be, be juicy, right? Could like, the value this at, is yeah. the year where you just won the championship and you held on to your 112 and yeah. you're going to you're going to pull down an absolute stud. You know what I mean? Like this True. is that that one time that. last year we were trying to be like after 
eight, we were like, oh, what do we do here? You know, we're trying to find yeah. out who that guy is. And so to your true. point, I mean, Evans is just smooth, efficient, agile runner. I like watching him. He has great mm -hmm. burst, you know, 100th percentile in that 20-yard shuttle. That's huge in being able to, yeah. to show what kind of burst the guy has. His, yeah. his vision is fantastic. Yeah. And then Most once he gets that second level, too. it's beautiful. Yeah. It is. Yeah. The knocks on him are just, you know, never truly had that bell cow role. And that isn't yeah. necessarily on, against him and mm -hmm. his, his minimal receiving work. That doesn't mean he can't do it, right? I mean, we talked about Kenneth Walker this year where we're like, well, he hasn't mm -hmm. done it. But he showed in the NFL he can do it, you know. And I think there's a right. big difference right. between has he done it and can he do it. Yeah, well, that's the thing I wanted to weigh in on. I actually knocked him down my rankings throughout the year because, as you saw, he actually lost some play time to Quentin Judkins at Ole Miss, who's just a freshman. I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? And, you know, his total stats just didn't jump off the page. So you're like, I don't know if that was the best year. Maybe it wasn't. But when I started watching him on film, this guy is so efficient. He really is. And, mm -hmm. and so I start looking at the stats. Turns out, he actually is, he was the most efficient running back in the entire class. So most yards per carry, but more importantly, most yards over expected. So that's, that's an important stat, very efficient with the touches that he actually got. And if you actually sit down and watch it, you're, you're absolutely right. Every time he touches the ball, he makes the most use of it. He's always powering through to the end, getting those few extra yards. I think some NFL teams going to love him. So we'll, we'll continue to break that one down. It's going to be a fun debate. I know, right? And that's where I'm like, you know, we're trying to give you what, what your draft looks like. And I think one through five, for the most part, is, is fairly consensus. Right. And I think yeah. six, seven, eight, we have three guys here that, that you and I both absolutely mm -hmm. love. And, and I'm on board with Evans, too. I have these two wide receivers ahead in no particular order because I've gone back and forth. Originally, when I did the thread on Jordan Addison, I loved him. Now I'm starting to work on one on Quentin Johnson. And I think you have two different kind of receivers here. Let's first talk about Jordan Addison. You know, he goes yeah. six foot, 170, 170 pounds. He'll be 21 years old when it comes to, to the draft time. First two years at Pitt, right? So we were able to see what he could do at Pitt. He spends his third year at USC. In 2021, Bolitnikoff winner as the, the best yeah. wide receiver. And we're, he's a guy that will, you know, according to Daniel Jeremiah's mock, he was the first guy to go out of the wide receiver class to the Giants. And I think the Giants is going to be – that's going to be a fun landing spot if someone goes there because, you know, we're just mm -hmm. looking for, a, for an alpha wide receiver there. But I think right now he's a guy that firmly goes in that 106 to 108 range. And the guy just balls out. You know, he's another guy that is, is in that – route running ability that That's puts it. him just fantastic, right? So I, I want to hear your takes on him because when I started breaking down film, I loved what I saw with, with Jordan Addison. Yeah, and I, and I think it, that's what's going to jump out. You start watching film on it. He's just like, you're like, the guy's always open. Right. And, you know, so I've heard some people say, well, you know, that's the USC system and they kind of scheme him open. Okay, of course they do because the guy's so super talented. But you go back to Pitt as well. Again, Bolitnikoff Award winner, best wide receiver in the country. He just is a route technician. I think he and JSN are the two best route runners in the class. He's always going to get open. So if you want a guy on your team that's just going to rack up PPR points, mm -hmm. he's your guy. Now, is he going to jump off the charts in terms of size and athleticism? No. And we're about to get to Quentin Johnston. These guys are like very much different types of receivers, right? Um, I think Jordan Addison is going to be a very safe floor. I think Correct. he's going to be the, the next Devonta Smith, right? Yeah, if you look a, at their size, that's beautiful. very similar. Next yeah. Slim Reaper, right? But it, Not hey. quite the same speed, but yeah, like yeah, the way yeah. he's a technician, I mean, like he's a good right. athlete, right? He's not a great athlete. Yeah, I think yeah. somewhere in that four high four fours, maybe a four five range. Right. Um, great with contested catching and ball tracking for his size. You know, he plays he is, bigger. He, he does. does. Exactly. Yeah. And he has some things that were really important. High dominator rating, 18 year old breakout. We know yeah, guys that get drafted in in the first round and they have that 18 year old, 19 year old breakout. Yeah. His that analytic is profile is great. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the way that he, his yards after the catch and his separation from his route running are unbelievable. You know, like when I started watching things, the way he, he separates and once he gets the ball yeah. in his hands, he gets it done. You know what I mean? He is a smaller right. guy, but the way he makes people miss is beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I love him. I, 
I have been going back and forth with him and this next guy with Quentin Johnston. So yeah, let's um, move to Quentin Johnston. Let's then. move I mean, to him. Yeah, Johnston he, again is like so. We talk about the the floor of Jordan Addison and the floor yeah. of Smith and Jigba are fantastic, right? Hard like, to pass it up. Yeah. I feel like these two guys will be at minimum a wide receiver two on your team for the next five yeah. to eight years. I mean, like I right. see that kind of floor with these guys. Mm-hmm. Quinton Johnson, on the other on the other hand, I mean, this is a guy that we're looking at who like absolute athletic freak, right? Like really? he is someone I'm watching him run routes and I'm like, oh, this is sloppy. Like this is not, <laughs> this is not polished whatsoever. Yeah. You know, it is not something that we're, we're trying to get super excited about, but then you see some of these plays, right? You see some of these highlights and you're like the, the, the athletic specimen that we're looking at here has some DK Metcalf in him, right? He has some guy that can absolutely dominate with what he's able to do. Yeah, it's it's really going to be about size and athleticism. I mean, he's actually pretty much the exact same size as T. Higgins, and so I kind of think we might see some comparisons. Real muscular, I like that. I alpha. Like that. He's he's the alpha type receiver that you you want, and so for that reason, a lot of you know dynasty GMs that won an alpha, they've brought him up as the top receiver off the board, and I kind of get it. If that's what your team needs, and you want to go for ceiling. I think Quentin Johnston is there again. He's kind of raw. We yeah. see, you know, he's he doesn't run the the types of routes that Jordan Addison or JSN do. Okay, but he's also 6'4", 215, yeah. athletic freak, and he's great at contested. He could very well run a sub four four. <laughs> oh my you know gosh! I mean, like Beast. he is that yeah. big time boom bust pro- prospect where. Yeah. Go his long, per, Quentin. <laughs> yeah, his yards per reception are in the 96th percentile. I mean, like, yeah, I saw Zoltan's thread on it. He wrote, he is a yak god. Like, he's just not superior yeah. in yak. Once this guy puts the ball in his hands, it's just it's, it's right. pure athleticism and it's pure moves in the open field. And mm-hmm. he just, I mean, we're looking at someone here with just that, it just jumps off the page. I mean, we're, his spin move is beautiful there are some things that there's a lot more cons when you start breaking him down though you start looking at his game yeah and the route tree is very limited you know he he doesn't have those same we talk about smith and jigba and those nuances that he has mm-hmm. and it's it, just the way he moves you don't see that with quentin johnson right it's a, it's a lot more that's right that's telegraphed right. and, and that's going to have to to work with some things and if he's a guy that comes in as someone's number two you said t higgins but if he goes somewhere where there's already a number one and he can really, you know, not be keyed in on as much on that. I think he dominates. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Just going to have big boom-bust games. I think he, he's just going to be yeah. a fun prospect. But depending Agreed. on which way your your dynasty team yeah, is built, exactly. you know, like you need some of those guys. You need those guys that are going to go out there and win you win you weeks and, and just go out there and dominate. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about him. So, th- you know, there's some very fun wide receiver prospects. Those are the clear top three, though. JSN. Addison yeah. and Quentin Johnston in terms of consensus. I mean, coming back to the early sleeper ADP, Johnston they have at seven, Addison they have at eight, right? So they're they're kind of grouped in that tier. And again, you might be able to move around a little bit right now with your rookie draft position to get one of these guys. And I will say this too, there's you know, I, I there's some other guys that I really like, but it starts to run out pretty quick. The running back mm-hmm. depth of this class is there, no question, best so, than it's been in years and years. Yeah. And Wide receiver depth, not as much. You yeah. were talking about it, and I, I see a scenario, and I, I, I know I was the first person in the Patreon to be like, if I have that one-on-one, I'm still considering selling Bijan, and everybody got mad at me. Right? <laughs> but there is a you? scenario on draft day where I see you trading from 101 to 104 where Gibbs is, and you, at, you get a 24 first. And then I could see you trading from 104 to 108 and getting another first. Like, if you can – we talk about cascading back yeah, all the time. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A little TLC. <laughs> but you could potentially move yourself back to, like – 201 or in that smash zone like we're talking about and get another running back i mean there's so many guys that are going to be following this this guy that i absolutely love is is sean tucker you know i think sean tucker is in that next area where i we just talked about seven guys that i would say outside of kenneth walker garrett wilson and and uh breeze hall 
these guys would all be above where I have Alave or where I have Drake London. And I think right now we're getting to that area where you're, you're getting off of that. And I think it's Sean Tucker. I think Sean Tucker running back from Syracuse, 5'10", 210 pounds, um, is a guy that probably going to go in the second round of the NFL draft, maybe the third round. But as long as you're in that, you know, day two where you go round two, round three, and this is a guy that I think really has fantastic vision and timing for his cuts. I mean, he has the prototypical mm-hmm. size to be a bell cow. He has the receiving production to be a three down back. He has the burst and the decisiveness. His pass blocking's there. And, and he excelled, even though they had poor offensive line play the entire year, I thought he really excelled. And I think he's someone that is, depending on where they go, I mean, you know, I, you're on Evans, I'm on Tucker. Depending where these guys go, I think both of them could be really special players who have really strong floors and not a lot of negative to their games. I mean, when you look at Tucker, maybe it's, inconsistent runner when he finishes maybe open field elusiveness long speed but i mean overall this is a guy that i'm excited to add to my dynasty team yeah he's he's to me you gotta consider him in that rookie first round he has track speed and so this guy actually i think he really does have the long speed and if you go watch some of his film wow he is so dangerous in the open field um, next to Gibbs, I think he, you know, he's one of the most dangerous, just kind of elite trait of just housing a screen or you know, just making things happen where he gets to the outside and just runs away from everyone. So I do want to see him do it, though. I want to see what this guy actually drops as a 40 time. Mm-hmm. And I do I do want to see w- w- whether the NFL agrees with with us on this. You know, are they going to invest day two right. draft capital? I think that'll be important. He wasn't quite as efficient <laughs> at times, right? And when I was starting to dig into the analytics a little bit, he was not as efficient as Zach Evans. But I do agree. I think he does have a three-down skill set. Mm-hmm. And to me, I mean, I, from what I've seen on film, his hands are absolutely fine. The guy can yeah. catch. He's a good receiver. And put this guy, I saw him run wheel routes. I, I saw him run angle routes, certainly – just getting out in the flat, getting in space. He's solid in that area. So I really like Sean Tucker, man. I, I think he's going to be a very fun running back prospect in that range that we're talking about in your rookie draft. Not to be confused with that horrible 90s rom-com, <laughs> Sean Tucker must die. This one must live. On not the same guy. Yeah. Not the same guy, no. No, I think that was like uh, Josh Dumel. You know, not quite. <laughs> Go back, check it out, man. He's a real heartthrob. You know who else is? Keishon Boutte. Love yes, sir. Keishon Boutte, you know. We're looking at mm-hmm. this is a guy who they're you know right now his unofficial forty time is a four three seven which is ninety six percentile that's on playerprofiler.com. Wow. If he gets in that area, it's going to be exciting. You know, I've seen most people saying in that four fours, and there's there's just there's just something different, John, when you talk four yeah. three versus four four. You know, and I think four four mm-hmm. is is a good athlete. Four three is someone who's fantastic, but again, you know, six foot over two hundred pounds, eighteen year eighteen point seven breakout age. Right now, he's a guy that I think is in that 108 to 111 smash zone, and he looked great at LSU. I think this is someone that, you know, we are going to be excited to get on our, our – this is – you're in the playoffs and you lost, you know, in your semis, and now you're going to get <laughs> yeah. rewarded with this kind of guy. I mean, My gosh. Yeah. I think Boutte shows impressive lateral skills, his ability to cut and change directions in the open field. We have so many guys. I know we've talked about the yak ability in this draft class, but, I mean, like – Boutte, his his contact balance and plays, he had a record-setting 308 yards in an SEC game. I mean, like, he is <laughs> unbelievable. He's a yak monster and someone that I'm super excited to see as well. Yeah, you know what? I'll say this about Keishon Boutte. If you were to tell me a year from now this guy ended up being the top wide receiver in the class, it just wouldn't shock me because he does have the skills to get there. Now, here's the problem I have. Like, what happened this year at LSU? Like, yeah, he just disappeared at times. Now, okay, you look at his QB, look at the LSU offense. I think that really was a huge factor. But it, I just I don't, I don't think that his heart was really in it. It was really weird for me too that he kind of hesitated and he was going to go back again. I I was shocked by that, but he made the right decision. I think he will get the draft capital. I just yeah. kind of wonder was it, what is the NFL going to do with this guy after that year of production? But Again, it's we we gotta we haven't finished the chapter on this guy. Like, what is he gonna do at the combine? How does he test? Does he do a pro day? 
and what what is it going to look like in terms of draft capital but he really does have all the pieces he has some incredible plays on film <laughs> just jaw drops and so yeah you're right i mean this guy really could be quite the gift in the, in the latter part of the first round of rookie drafts and you know i I, I'm still kind of debating whether or not we should put him with those other three guys, but for sure I would not put him any lower than wide receiver four of this class based on his or overall skills. Guy, the guy's a baller. I, let's stick with the same position because I know there's some other guys in there, but yeah, I, Jacobian has me eating up Joshua Downs. Like I'm watching it, yeah. University out of or wide mm-hmm. receiver out of out of North Carolina. Yeah. Two extremely successful seasons, both sophomore yes. and junior, over a thousand yards. And this guy is electric as well. You know, like these are guys that really are is. true difference makers in an offense. Uh, good speed, above average route runner, you know, plays bigger than his size. Another guy. I think we talk about that on four of these top five wide receivers is they all play bigger than their size. Mm-hmm. And they have good speed, but not great speed, but their intelligence and their nuances and the way they play the game. And I think this is another guy who is just exciting to me a guy that is in that firmly 1-8 to one eleven smash zone that i'm i'm excited to try to get him on my team as well i you know i even occasionally see downs dip into the second i mean you are absolutely smashing mm-hmm. at that point and there yeah. is by the way there is a pretty significant tear break after josh down so these top five wide receivers if you need a wide receiver on your team you need to angle to get in yeah and, and to uh, you know at least try to get into the the downs territory and again late first early second range he and is a smaller wide guy receiver right? tiers right like one yeah, thing we're wide gonna, receiver we're gonna, tier. you and i are yeah. going to talk about this and break this down but mm-hmm. i see a lot of people throwing out 23 seconds as if this class is like last year the 23 <laughs> second i mean i'm not even like close zay flowers go 208 209 i mean like these guys i'm seeing downs we didn't even talk about tanks big we didn't even talk about michael myers we didn't even talk about you know there's so many yeah. guys yeah. that we didn't even mention you know we didn't even mention zach charbonnet we didn't even talk about these guys in our top 12 let alone you start mixing in the the quarterbacks and i i, I want to talk about them a little bit too once yeah. once you're done here with downs yeah he so he he's not gonna have the size and i'm gonna say that he's not quite the route runner that you'll see with jordan addison but he is a yak guy he does play bigger than his size he he seems to come down with the ball most of the time always getting open and he he really is just one of those guys when he touches the ball he just looks electric you're just like wow he's really fun to watch on film so um, i think any of you listeners go back there <laughs> the the words wow electric <laughs> and exciting but the used yeah. by john and i if that doesn't get you going i mean like we we get excited but like mm-hmm. those same couple adjectives and we're usually quite, you know, loquacious when it comes to those yeah. kind of things. We're even by saying loquacious, but we're we're trying to come up with that. We're like literally, wow, you know, or just like exciting, you know. That that's just what this is. This time of year and these prospects, be. you should yeah. be going in there. And for me, Anthony Richardson is a guy that's in that area too. I mean, I saw mm-hmm. Daniel Jeremiah's mock. He had him. It almost feels kind of lazy, but going to Baltimore. You know, as mm-hmm. a Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. replacement, but you're looking at a six foot four, two hundred thirty-two pound quarterback who just threw for two thousand five hundred and forty-nine yards and ran for six hundred fifty-four and nine touchdowns. I mean, this is that dual threat quarterback that is, you know, shaping the NFL, and this is a guy that's going to have serious rushing capabilities. A little bit more of a project, you know, a little bit more of a guy that's going to take some work, um, you know, and I we get excited about that. Right? We talk about mm-hmm. that and I everybody says, you know, the next Jalen Hurts, you know, and they were trying to say that with Malik Willis last year. And it's like, but Richardson has some of that in his game, you know, and I think we're going to have to mm-hmm. see more from the passing ability. We're going to have to see, you know, 53.8 completion percentage is nothing exciting. 17 yeah. touchdowns and nine interceptions is not that that split that we're looking for. But you can see the raw talent there. You can see the raw skills. He has a strong arm. But what what do you see when you look at Richardson? Because yeah. I know you you had him in your top 12, and I know we go back and forth where I think mm-hmm. if he gets drafted in that spot, if he gets drafted as a first-round quarterback, we have to at least look at it. Yeah, and, and that's the key for me. More than any other player that we've talked about so far in, in the first round of rookie drafts, Anthony Richards is – Richardson is very dependent on his draft capital. 
Yeah, okay. I'd still maybe consider him in the rookie first if he lands, let's say, in the second round. But if he does land in the first round and some team really invests big in him, you got to take him in the rookie first round. You just you just have to do it in a super flex system. He reminds me kind of almost like a Cam Newton. Here's the scary okay. thing, Dad. The guy, guy is faster than Cam Newton, though. That's absurd. Like, he he's a he's a true freak athlete, no question about it. And then the the throwing, you know, the the overall technique that he uses does does kind of raise some eyebrows. Like the accuracy is way off certain games. He had some he had some bad games this year. Mechanics the arm strength is just is incredible though like you'll you'll see him miss a couple and then he'll just lay one perfectly right in the basket 50 yards downfield you know you watch him and so he kind of drives you crazy because you'll see these flashes of absolute brilliance making plays that not every starting quarterback in the nfl can make today and we know there's so many nfl teams out there that are desperate to get a playmaker like that here's my advice wait to see what kind of draft capital comes in number one Number two, if you draft a guy, you're going to have to be patient, right? He is not a guy you want on a contending team right now. But if mm -hmm. you are in a punt or a two-year build, you can wait a little bit. To me, this guy could be year two, year three, maybe year three. He mm -hmm. starts to really produce. The last thing I'm going to be watching for here, so draft capital is key, but I think the system that he lands in, we are going to need a coach that can develop him. And mm -hmm. I think pretty Absolutely. quickly, and we'll break this down in the pod, right? But oh, yeah. did he land in a spot where there's going to be a coach that will actually be patient, mm -hmm. work him? Maybe maybe there's a bridge quarterback in front of him. These are all really important things for this guy. So it's a little early to say one way or another. But Correct. right now, with everything we're hearing, I am projecting him to be in the rookie drafts in the first round. Right. And I, I agree. And I think the biggest thing that we learned from this year, you have to learn something from your rookie drafts. Malik Willis was a guy that when we had this process going last year, a yep. lot of people had him as his 101, yep. and then they just refused to trust what the NFL did, right? They took him in the was it third round or fourth round, and, and right. no one would move them back in a rookie draft. And it's like, ah, well, let's move him to mid first. Let's move him to late first. He just didn't belong in that area, and I think – you know, we you gotta learn to from pay that, attention right? to that and, and go from there. Yeah. And especially with what you're giving up in this draft, right? Like if you're trying to move up last year and you're trying to get there and you missed out on, you know, a, a down year prospect. But if you miss here, you're missing another running back who's fantastic. And that's that's Kendra Miller, right? I mean, yes. one of the better running Thank backs you. in this class, combination of speed, elusiveness, and he's 220 pounds. I mean, it, I know I see, I saw Ray GQ put, he sees a lot of, Ramondre Stevenson in, in his game. He's an ideal candidate as a lead back at the next level in a running back loaded class. And if you count that up, I mean, that is a, what, five running backs, maybe six running backs in that first round. That's why we told you, you know, even yeah. 15 <laughs> months ago to do your punts, do your, do your rebuilds and build around this running back class because it's, it's beautiful. It really is. And I, I mean, Kendry Miller, the more he's another one, the more I watch on him, the more I love him. He's very smooth for his size, six foot, 220. So the, the guy's big. He looks to me like a three down type back. I've moved him ahead of Tank Bigsby, Zach Charbonnet. And I even, in my la latest rankings, one spot ahead of Sean Tucker. Again, I have those two in the same tier. And so I'm going to be debating that. I want to hear what some other analysts think. But on film, man, this guy really pops. Mm -hmm. He's He's really... Um, kind of got, again, that three-down skill set that you look for. He's got the power. He ha certainly has enough speed. I saw him catch the ball. Great pass blocker. I, I really think he's just kind of checked so many of the boxes that I think that the NFL will invest in this kid. He, he was really kind of the heartbeat of the TCU offense. I mean, Max Duggan at TCU got a lot of credit. But for me, I mean, when I was watching these games, Kendra Miller was really getting it done really hard to bring down so I, I really like him and i i actually firmly believe that he needs to now go in the rookie first and if i'm looking at sleeper adp he's still going a bit later i see him more in like the mid second so there he's a value right now so for those of you listening shh, keep it quiet <laughs> we want to get kendry miller at a value but man for me no question dad deserves to be in that rookie first
this is exciting right now because we're looking at it and I want to I want to recap what we talked about real quick um, you know for you guys that are new we got a ton of new listeners we're super excited the po- the patreon chat is going to be switching from Twitter to discord is completely set up so we I get so many people like dad I want to be a part of that if you guys want to be a part of that community we have different chat groups in there I know a lot of you know when we were just Twitter it was just a big talk but it's a great community to be a part of there's gonna be rooms for John rooms for myself Mung, a nerd boy Adam there's going to be rookie draft only rooms there's gonna be trade only rooms there's gonna be you know access to get to our rankings that are gonna be continuously mixed up and it, and it's just like this is a fun time of year where you can really separate yourself from those casual listeners. You can put yourself in that smash accept group and put yourself to that next level. Uh, we're, we're really, really eager to get that going. But right now we're talking about tier one, Bijan Robinson by himself. Tier two, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. We're looking at 104, 105, a mini tier there. John and I both have it slightly off, so I'm just kind of saying we're right there. It's really close at four or five. With with we both agreed to move Jackson Smith and Jigba yeah. above Jameer Gibbs, four or five switch there. Then you have a tier here of uh, 106 to 108 of Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson, and Zach Evans. You might even be able to throw Sean Tucker somewhere close in that mm-hmm. area. And and the tiers are going to move around. But right there, you're looking at nine guys who I think are big time difference makers. Yeah. I know we have guys in that 110 to 202 range, still in that smash zone where we're looking at if Richardson, you know, can go mm-hmm. to the right landing spot is in there. If not, you're looking at Keyshawn Boutte, Joshua Downs, Kendra Miller, and I mean we didn't even talk about guys like Michael Meyer, who who's you know first round draft capital is a tight end potentially. Zach Charbonnet, yeah. Tank Bidsky, Bigsby, Will Levis, Zay Flowers. I mean, like this is going to be. It, this yeah. is going to be an exciting off season. This is going to be a time where you guys, we're going to try to get ahead of the curve. A lot of you guys are reaching out and you see when I put rankings out there, when I combine classes and you're mm-hmm. like, why would you have Quinton Johnson and Jordan Addison above George Pickens? We, we just told you, you're like, we just, we did not talk this way about George Pickens last year. We did not talk about this way at Jahan Dotson at this stage in the process. And the way we do things at smash, except especially the way I try to do things is I want to give you who that next guy is so you can cascade back and insulate your, your trade where you're like, now I just got, you know, Keyshawn Boutte and plus for a guy like Pickens. And, I, you know, no disrespect to either of those prospects, but there this is a time where you can really establish some value on your dynasty teams. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, you said it earlier, but it sounds like we're just hyping this up almost too much, like the wows and this guy's nope. so incredible. You run out of words to describe these guys. I'm telling you, I did not feel like this about the 22 class or even the no, 21 we were t- class. We were talking after six to sell out. Like we weren't even, yeah, like, we were saying right. sell yourself into the 23 class. And as good as the 24 That's class right. is, I'm not saying that to anybody before we get to like 10. Like I have to get out, you know, like for yeah. a random 24 first. You know, the usual yeah. years, it's five, six, maybe seven. I'm at 10 or 11 and I might still not sell for a random. Yeah, and, and look, come back and listen to the pod next time because we're going to start breaking down the second rounders. And for me, that's where the value is right now. Still very excited, especially at the early second. We were throwing out some names like Tank Bigsby, Zach Charbonnet, Michael Mayer for sure in tight end premium could sneak in even into the first. And I got some guys that I'm very excited to watch at the Senior Bowl. I'm just going to toss some names out there. Tajay Spears, Wow. Can't wait to watch that guy. Deuce Vaughn, Roshan Johnson, Kenny McIntosh, some of these running backs are going to be in the senior bowl. Could move around a little bit. Again, it's all part of the process that we break down. So so come back. But this is really who we're most comfortable with. Like mm-hmm. I there's I firmly believe, for example, Anthony Richardson should be ahead of Will Levis right now, based on everything Agreed. that I saw, right? I firmly believe now that Kendra Miller and Zach Evans should be ahead of Tank and Charbonnet, for mm-hmm. example, right? So we're feeling pretty good about some of these tiers. All part of the process, we're going to be bringing in other analysts that we respect that are, you know, m- much more professional and been doing this more than we have. But we have learned a lot, and it- it's fun to just look back. at Like what we were saying this class is going to be has actually panned out as good or better. So for those of you that stored up your 23 picks, you listen to the Smash Pod. I hope you're as excited as we are because it, 
it's going to be fun, baby. And it's draft season, and I just finished Smash 7. I know I've kind of been hyping up that Smash zone. I have 1-8 through 1-11 in that I drafted all of them. You know, if you guys are doing a draft, don't do it where you're like, if you get the 12th pick, you get the 101 in the draft. So like, put those rookie picks in there. Let your people draft those rookie picks. Get them in there. And, uh, you know, I think it really, if you're at a point in a startup right now, and this will be more of a long-term thing, but if you have to choose between player X and 111, it's player X. All right, I'm sorry, it's 111, because that's going to continue to go up. Player X has that ability to, someone else might come in, they might get a new coach, they might get a new quarterback. That 111 is just going to continue to go up. And I I, I keep seeing that where people are like, well, he's kind of worth close to the same. He won't be. You know, these picks are only going to continue to go up in value. Same with those 24 firsts. And in your startups, man, those 25 firsts are like candy. So super, yeah. super eager to get through and talk about all of this in the next upcoming weeks. Thanks again for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the process.